The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Nobody likes my cog, Jess. <laughs> Why don't you just give me back the mic and let me speak? <laughs> I want to be, gosh, what was his name? Ludwig? Ludwig? Ludwig. Ludwig. He was yeah. literally wearing lederhosen. <laughs> because it's like the show is like okay you want to be Swedish you want to be German then wear the cultural attire that you would find yes, in Epcot that's it you can't wear any jeans anything else like you have to like go to Epcot get their mm-hmm. <laughs> their costume I was literally expecting him to drink out of like a freaking boot glass at one point yeah it's like stereotypical to the max like has to be that way or no other no way. No one will understand that he's German unless we put him in Lederhosen. <laughs> not not the accent no, or no. the name. I'm going Ludwig. to talk to my father at the embassy. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody would know. Yeah. Who's going to know? Nobody will know. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we're here. I know. We're chatting Boy Meets World uh, as usual. It's a Monday for us. It's the Thursday for you all if you're listening on the day this releases. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a Monday Monday, but that's okay. It's chilly out today. Yeah. 
Honestly. It's kind of chilly. Kind of chilly. Yeah, I'm wearing a sweater. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my um, Biden Harris sweatshirt mm-hmm. that uh, looks like the Barbie logo that took like a month and a half to get yeah, to. Yeah, I'm me. pretty sure he was elected by the time you got it. Well, no, I ordered it the day he got elected. Oh, I thought you had ordered. Oh, it was. I ordered it on the 6th. And I think I didn't get it until like December, like late December. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, he was like practically inaugurated by the time you got it. Yeah. So I had it by the time he was inaugurated. Um, But whatever. Our kitchen is finally done. But the drama saga of the refrigerator will literally never end. It's Mm, ongoing. Yeah. For those, How, I don't know, did I ever talk yeah. about this on the podcast? I honestly do not remember. You did not talk about the door situation. It's just like literally never ending. With we renovated our kitchen, first we ordered a fridge from Lowe's, which they didn't tell us was on back order until the day it was supposed to be delivered. So we canceled with them, and then we ordered one from Home Depot, and then it arrived. And we went to switch the side the handle goes on, and it was all dented. So now we have to wait for somebody to come replace the door, and then. My parents, mm-hmm. so it's on my dad. My dad is a contractor. He has a Lowe's credit card. And they said, oh, by the way, the charge was never reversed on the original fridge we bought from Lowe's. Had to call Lowe's. They were, I was on hold dad. for like 40 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> trying to get them to cancel the order. What a nightmare. It's still going yeah, on. Daddy Sterling was probably not happy about that. No, he was not pleased. But he was happier yeah. when I wrote him for a, a check for all the other stuff he bought for the renovation. Ooh. So we're done, baby. We have a new kitchen. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We um so like a couple like a month or so ago, we got a new bed, as you might mm-hmm. remember. And it came damaged, which was fine. But the only thing that's damaged is the footboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so Drew, like, finally got them to come. And then they're supposedly coming on Wednesday. We'll see about that. But the stupid thing is, it's like, all you have to do is, like, change out one part, mm-hmm. like, one piece. And they're like, yeah, we're going to, like, give a like whole a whole new, new bed that's it's like but that why? is always their solution yes like when i first called about the fridge door they were like oh can we give you two hundred dollars and i was like uh no there are giant dents in my fridge door i would like a new fridge door and then they're like okay well we have to have someone come out and look at it and i'm like i sent you photos like literal dents like i don't they're not going to be able to pop those out at least i don't think so but they're yeah. like oh well another door will take probably eight to ten weeks and i'm just like what 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 <laughs> So then, but like a new refrigerator I'm, will take less time. Exactly. Because it, it keeps, doesn't it's make just sense. a door. But it's it's fine because at least we have a working refrigerator. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree with what you're saying. It's like they always want to replace the whole thing. And it's like, I don't need I don't the whole understand. Because if anybody is in like customer service and can like reason, I don't need the whole thing. I just need the yeah. footboard replaced. Because one it's piece. more annoying in this situation. It's more annoying if they send you the whole thing again. Because it's like, well, I already assembled the damn thing or I already like yeah, the bed's shoved it into already assembled. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Big old pain in it's the ass. So anybody annoying. who has anything, who's yeah. ever bought anything, honestly, could probably relate to these stories because it's. I I mean, or like all of our like young and fresh listeners are not understanding because their parents still make their like doctor's appointments. Do we really have listeners that young? I don't know. And they're like, just be like, this is this is like old elder millennial shit. Maybe this is how you know you're old. Yeah. I mean, 
when the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. When you have like 70 plants that you have to take care of. Hey, that's a personal <laughs> attack. It's not that's me. A direct hit, ma'am. So anyway. A level of disrespect. Let's, let's shift gears into something better than that. Let's, let's into the positive. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm drinking today as per the mm-hmm. usual, my 90s nightcap. Um, I bought these at the liquor store because they sounded delicious. They're all right. It's a uh, it's Swedish hard cider. If anybody recognizes the brand name of Recorder Lig, um, I'm drinking. So it's wearing nothing because all Swedes are nudists. Yes, exactly. One hundred percent. And it is a strawberry lime hard cider. That looks good. Gluten free and vegan friendly. So if you're. Wow. That's for you it looks looks pretty good it's good but like it's just to me it's like a little bit too strong it's a little bit like too sweet like there's like a bit too much flavor Hmm. in it you know what i mean interesting like it tastes like too fake flavored Uh uh-huh um all right well i mean not a sounding endorsement but maybe i'll check it out nonetheless it's one of those ones that you can only have like one or two of because it's just like too much but right yeah uh, I'm sticking with our uh, sponsor, Poland Spring, today. Just some <laughs> H2O no. Um, I just didn't feel like going into the basement and grabbing something. I don't know. Fair. Just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. Just wanted to be fresh and clean today. Yeah, and if Poland Spring, I had like my salad. Sponsors. Had my salad for lunch. And you're you killing know, it today. Having a chicken salad for dinner, which is relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to be, um, I mean, never mind my brownie bite that I had. Forget about that. <laughs> but we're just being healthy queens. We're ignoring that and the rest is good. That's mm-hmm. what they say. You can ignore one of your snacks a day. That's what I hear. Really? I don't know. Is that no, who's, no one who said that. that? Nobody does. Okay. I just made it up. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, we're here talking mm. season two, episodes 16 and 17 of Boy Meets World today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one. Danger Boy. I remembered this famous gif of of from this episode. I was finally able to use it. Yes. I've been waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting. Yes, that classic Feeny and Corey in the in the roller coaster. coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been waiting for this for uh, ten months. Yeah, it's been uh, eight months. No, eight months. less than that. I counted today. Six, seven. No, seven months. We're at almost eight. Almost eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so seven months. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. no, I agree. Like, I feel like this episode was definitely like Feeny is like the breakout star of this episode. Um, Feeny was great. Like, yeah, this is like if people were complaining, like we don't like give Feeny enough cred. I feel like you know this was a great episode for the Fiend. Mm-hmm. This was a Fiend centric episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that like other than that, like this one to me, like that's an iconic moment. But like, it doesn't exactly. This episode doesn't really move anything forward it's not like that's a funny mm-hmm. moment but like yeah. does this really move the needle on any like character growth not really no 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 but i think that it is probably one of the more iconic moments from boy meets world it probably makes the top 20 hmm. okay i'd have to write them down and see i could i could kind of see that 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 one scene exactly yeah what that we- one scene like the the you know um the image of them like they're like all shocked and like you know dazed yeah um so that that particular image is an iconic 
Boyman's World moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Feeny and Corey on the roller coaster together. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, you're it's, right. you know, it's early, early in the series. Um, funnily enough, Drew thought that was a season one thing. And I think I thought uh, it was a season one thing as well um, last season. But no, it's season two, towards the end of season two. We're now at like the later half of season mm-hmm. two. Yeah, we're moving towards yeah. towards the end of season two. Yeah. I think that like, I don't know, we could get into it at this point, like, to me, that moment is very iconic, but the rest of the episode is, like, fairly forgettable. Like, what leads up to that moment, I didn't really remember. Like, why they were on mm-hmm. the roller coaster, just that they were. Um, but, yeah. like, we start off with Eric, or Eric just, like, making out with a girl. Um, he She can't hang out that weekend because she's babysitting, like, her niece or something. Or not her niece. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Her, like, cousin. Her cousin. And, um, her cousin from... Manhattan. That's right. She's who is very mature. Yes. Yeah, very sophisticated, so very mature. She needs so she's like, oh, you have a younger brother. Oh, that's thirteen. Okay, great. We can connect them. And then of course, Corey comes out. Look at me. I'm a fountain. <laughs> Not the best move. Um, Kim, which is Eric's uh, date's name, mm-hmm. was not impressed by that. But Sean comes down and he's all suave, like normal. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, I'm just checking out. I heard that there was like a very beautiful girl down he's so here. So complimentary, which, you know, that's partly the reason that she's like, let's go with him instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was showing interest before he said that, but that totally sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, the girl, Kim, wants to double date with Sean. And, I mean, in Eric's defense, he did say no multiple times to Kim about, like, I don't feel right about this. Mm -hmm. I would rather take Corey. Like, Corey is my brother. Like, this doesn't feel right. And he said no, like, two or three times. But ultimately, like... One steamy kiss and then all, 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 all that's it. Yeah. I think that like it didn't take too much to persuade Eric to like change his mm-hmm. mind. Um, Honestly, I was shocked that he even like thought of Corey in the first place because we've seen in the past like he's, you know, he gets on Corey's case a lot. Um, He does. But yeah. Ultimately, he, he agrees to go with Sean instead. Um. And then we see Eric telling Sean about the date. And Sean, being a good friend, make, he's like, oh, I thought you Corey didn't want to go. And Eric definitely implies that, like, he already asked Corey and Corey wasn't interested. Oh, yeah. Which I feel yeah, like yeah, should yeah. set off some, like, sus meters on Sean of, like, why would Corey <laughs> be uninterested in, a like, a date that he could set up yeah, on? Yeah, but Sean's a simpleton. Yeah, Sean doesn't and, care. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Eric persuades him because he's paying and, yeah. you know. Yeah, as long as he's paying, that's all Sean girl. needs to hear. He's like, he doesn't even care what the girl yeah. looks like. He's like, he's in. No, nothing about yeah. her. He doesn't need to know anything about her. He's ready to go. Yeah. Hey, do you realize there's like literally three storylines in this episode? It's like popping off in this one. You're right. There are three separate storylines. Wow. I wonder if we're in the territory of there actually being separate storylines for different characters. I know it's pretty pretty neato. So do you want to just continue with Corey and yeah, Sean? Yeah, let's storyline. Why not? And well. circle back around. All right. Um. So. Oh yeah, we're Chubby's. We yeah, Corey goes to Chubby's because now every day we go to Chubby's. Yes, but Chubby's Chubby like is, is not the same off. guy. Chubby has changed. 
Are you sure? Did he just like shave? No, it's a different guy. It's a different it's actor. A different guy. Yeah, and he's a lot nicer too. Like he actually has oh, maybe a conversation is, with Corey. Yeah, maybe this is like a cousin of Chubby or a brother of Chubby. Maybe Chubby's maybe their last name, Chubbies. and there's all different Chubbies. <laughs> yeah, Bob Ronaldo Chubby, Chubby Bob Chubby, like Frank Doug Chubby. Chubby. Yeah, I think so. I think we got so it. This Mr. Um, Chubby is really nice. <laughs> Nicer. He's like, hey, like, um, where's your friend? Yeah, pa- Patsy like you're flying solo. Or Patsy. Yeah, Patsy or something like that. Shanzi. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, it was simply Patsy. Yeah, and uh, he was cur- Corey's curly. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Corey's looking for Sean, and then Sean ends up being there anyway. And Corey's like, uh, goes over to see who Sean's date is, and it's Eric. <laughs> He's sitting across. Yeah, he's like, that looks a lot like my brother. Yeah, and um, this is when Corey finds out that Eric didn't ask him to to go on the date with him, and he's he's really upset. And I mean, I understand why. Like, Eric's trying to brush it off and like act like it's not a big deal, but I mean, that mm-hmm. must feel like shit to be like, wow, you even oh, my yeah. own family thinks I'm like not as cool as Sean. So, oh yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, like I thought it was like cool of Corey to be like I demand to know like what's actually going on here instead of just being like oh like I guess I'll leave yeah and it was uh, awkward the girls, when the girls walk in oh yeah the girls come we get a young Mina Suvari so I you know Mi- her. so Mina Suvari is from American Pie um and <gasps> oh, other stuff yes 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 this yes. is this is actually her first acting role okay. is Boy Meets World. So here she is. She's in another episode later on, but plays a different character. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like they don't do that nowadays. I feel like back in the day that happened a lot more frequently on television shows. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like switch. We're just going to pretend you, get, you never saw her. Yeah. Like people in SVU, they play like 10 different characters. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's really, crazy. you couldn't find other people in Hollywood to like come play this role. Well, I mean, everybody gets a role in SVU <laughs> yeah. if you're in Hollywood or Hollywood adjacent. Yeah, because that show's been on for like freaking 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Mina Savari is like, oh, like, are you the little boy who spits water for attention? I mean, yeah, um, true. <laughs> she's like, why do you do that? Because he is charged. Um, <laughs> so once again like what other as per our astrology pod like what other sign would spit water for attention hey look at me look what i can mm-hmm. do 100% look at my trick that is definitely something that a leo would do mm-hmm. um, so yeah. but then his little like um his little like sensitive side is like, I'm fine. I'm just going to leave. Thanks for remembering my name, Eric. Yeah. So he jets out of there and then we we flash to Corey, like their room later. And Eric's trying to come yeah. in and like make light of the situation. He swears that he pushed hard for Corey, like right up until you came out and we're a freaking fountain. And like Corey realizes it's like it's nice that Corey doesn't like push back too hard against it. Like he realizes like, wow, that probably did look really bad. Yeah. He was like, was it the fountain? And like Eric was like, yeah, I couldn't do much after that, dude. Yep. And so uh, he realizes like, oh, you know, Eric says Kim wanted cool and dangerous. And on a dangerous scale, uh, Eric says Corey is less dangerous than lime jello. I gotta be honest with you. All this Jello talk really made me like crave lime Jello. Really? And lime, je- yeah, lime Jello is a top tier Jello. Oh, I disagree. Flavor. I would never choose lime. 
What would you do? Don't say. Are you gonna say cherry or strawberry? Um, I really. So I really never crave Jello. But if I was going to eat a Jello, I probably would choose like whatever the red flavor is, whether it's yep. like cherry, basic, or grape. Basic. Which is grape. grape. Yeah, nobody really gets grape. Jello. I used to like orange a lot up until mm. I had my wisdom teeth removed. And mm-hmm. I ate a lot of Jello, and I ate a lot of orange Jello, and then the pills that I was taking made me very ill, and oh, like no. it just very it like turned my stomach against ever eating it again. You know what I mean? Right. You just have like one bad experience. Yeah, I actually have a recipe um, for key lime pie with lime Jello. It's like not really key lime pie. It's like a faux key lime pie. Mm-hmm. It's like a Weight Watchers like key lime pie. Yeah. With lime jello. It's pretty good. It's pretty refreshing. Will has like this strawberry pie recipe that involves strawberry jello and like you put strawberries yeah. in it. And actually it looks weird. Like it looks like one of those like, oh, my great aunt brought this to a party and nobody eats it. But it's actually really yes. good. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's what the key lime pie is too. Yeah, I feel like whenever you see fruit floating in jello, you're kind of just like, I don't know if I want to eat that, but it's really tasty. Um, yeah. No, I, I I do want jello. Um now so yeah so you know Corey Corey says that he is dangerous and out of control but really he knows that he is just jello yeah he is jello Morgan comes in and says her bear had a bad dream and asks if he can sleep uh if the bear can sleep with Corey where it's safe yeah so yeah cute it was cute so this is kind of where our stories intertwine between the Feeny. Yeah, so let's back up and talk about about Feeny because the Feeny. We gotta lead up to this point. Basically the they're getting they're picking um clubs. The teachers are picking different clubs to basically be like the chaperones of. And some right. some lady teacher, I don't know her name, I don't remember it. Is like, oh, Turner, you can ski the slopes, can't you, you horn dog? She's like oh, yeah. all about Turner's saucy. D. Like, literally. Yeah. She's just like. Very saucy. She practically gave him a lap dance in the middle of the cafeteria. <laughs> and, yeah, so yeah. Feeny, Feeny wants a ski club. Uh, funnily enough, obviously, we see Feeny chaperoning the ski club um, at the senior mm-hmm. ski trip in the future. So eventually he gets this role. And we know he was um, like the scuba club guy too. Yes. So yeah, on the board it said scuba club. And like, I guess somebody else took scuba club. I just don't get scuba, like, any, like scuba is duba. scuba not adventurous enough for you? Like he feels like people assume he's going to lead the chess club. Like, that's because you probably have always led it, Feeny. Like, why would people think you'd be wanting to go on the ski trip when you've always done chess club? No, he's done scuba duba. I know, but like he gets all pissed off that people assume yeah. he wants chess club. It's like, well, you've probably volunteered no. for it in the past, Feeny. Right. True. So he's like, what is it like my sweater vest? Is it the way I talk? Like, you know, like was like what is making you assume that I am the like ski, you know, the chess club master. Right. And props to and, Turner because Turner yeah. is really like, if you want ski club, like you can have ski club. He even like has like a vest for him and everything. Like, I feel like <laughs> Turner really tries to make him feel yeah, better. Turner's like, you know, he feels bad because he doesn't like assuming either. So mm-hmm. he doesn't like it when people make assumptions about him, about who he is. So he's like, you know, if you want to, like, I got you this nice, like, vest. Like, why don't you come with? And, like, Feeney's being, like, 
very, very like, you know, he's being a little bit of a sourpuss. He wants to be in his feels. Like he just wants to, yeah. he's like doing that Pisces thing where he wants to feel his feels and he doesn't want people he's to be a grump. Feel. Yeah, he is. He's being grumpy yeah. about it. And this is where our stories kind of interconnect because yeah. Corey's all pissed that, well, I like this too. I like the interaction between Sean and Corey where Sean is like really apologetic for going on the double date and Corey's like, I'm not mad at you. Like you had no idea that like Eric didn't already mm-hmm. ask me. And yeah, basically, Corey's like, I'm not mad at anybody. Everyone did exactly what they're supposed to do. He calls himself a Candyland loser. Yeah, he's a Candyland they loser. They didn't lose Candyland. Because- Candyland is the easiest fucking game. It's all just luck. I guess that's how we lost. Yeah. But- I mean, anybody can lose any Candyland game sucks. Because there has to be a winner. Candyland is trash. I'm I mean I'm not gonna stand on a podium and like root for Candyland. Good. I have no cares in the world about Candyland. I mean, as far as I've, children's games are concerned, it's probably yeah. one of the worst. Because I've luck. never thought about Candyland for more than a minute in my life. <laughs> like I don't. Care you know what? Candyland. I had a when. Hmm. Do you remember those VHS games when we were kids? Where you had you don't remember those? There was like a board game, and then it coincided with a VHS that you would watch. Hmm. And like play along with, and I had one for Candyland, and I remember. Oh wow! It. Yeah, it was really cool. Talking about VHS, this is like such a weird story, but apparently there was a warrant out on somebody on this woman for her arrest for never returning a VHS tape for like twenty years, and she wound up like trying to move states or something, and she like got arrested um, for this videotape and charged with like fraud. And the, what from like a rental yeah. place that she didn't bring it? Yeah, back? how is that yeah. like a fraud charge? I don't know, but the charges were dropped because it was ridiculous. Yeah, because who the but... fuck wants a VHS now? <laughs> but like, yeah, like she never returned her VH- uh, VHS tape. That's some news that I saw come up today. Well, return those overdue library books, folks, because you don't. Yeah, get no, that's arrested. exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking about that library book that. Oliver chewed up and I stole. <laughs> well, watch so. out if you try to move states because you're going to get arrested. Yeah, I just I thought about that, too. So, yeah, Feeney is teaching about the European sneaker war. And um, yeah, so. Is he talking about Harry Sean- Truman? Well, I I perhaps. But Sean was like, yeah, this like second war thing. Oh, is, yeah. Like. So that's why I was th- thinking, like, oh, it's the European sneaker war. Like, Feeney said that they're going to get to it eventually, and I guess the time has come. Oh, see, this was yeah. a big flashback, and I did not remember that whole conversation, but now I do. But actually, that kind of relates to this episode, because, like, we see Feeney and Corey connect again. And I feel like they have not connected like this since, oh, since that, that episode. That was season oh. one. That was, like, very early on. Yeah. And that was a mid-season one episode, I think. Yeah. Oh no, Father's knows. Le- Father knows that was less. Father knows less. Um, and I think that was maybe an episode five or it something. It was early on, and I feel like Corey and Feeney haven't had this like connection since that moment. Um, and mm-hmm. Feeney relates to Corey because people see him as like stodgy and conservative, and people mm-hmm. see Corey as like safe and not like a fun option. And so both Corey and Feeney want to show people that they're not what people say they are. And Corey says, let's do something stupid. And I really like, on one hand, obviously, I feel like the father's no, father knows less moment between Feeney and Corey. For those who don't remember, it's when um, 
Corey visits Feeney outside and Feeney's like looking at the stars or whatever. He's reading outside or something. And they get in this whole deep discussion um, about, you know, what Feeney thinks is right versus what Alan thinks is right because Alan had kept Corey up to watch a baseball game and Corey fell asleep in class. And I felt like obviously that was a more serious conversation in season one. And this one is much Mm -hmm. more lighthearted in that like everyone sees this as boring. Let's go do something crazy. And I really like seeing Feeney kind of go outside of his comfort zone and be a little bit more wacky because we don't get that often. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Actually, it was episode three. Oh my gosh, it was so Um, early on. So early. We were way overdue for like a Corey Feeney like moment. The only the other other the only other thing I can think of is the last episode I dream of Feeney where they visit oh yeah where he visits um, Feeney in the hospital but I still feel like that wasn't as significant as yeah I could I could agree with you yeah I guess he did like thank him for teaching him and everything yeah he thanked him for being a good teacher but it was a nice moment but. So, yeah, but, like, yeah, like, we haven't seen Feeny, like, be silly like this or, like, you know, I like this. This is, like, fun Feeny. Like, this is, like, what I want to see more of from Feeny is, like, having a good old time, not being, like, the stickler all the time. Like, I know, like, he's there to be, like, the straight guy, like, to be a stickler and, like, like everyone else is crazy and funny and he's the one that's, like, we got to study and be in school. Yeah. But like, like on one hand, it's like we got the really fun Turner Feeney relationship this season, which I really yeah, love. That, that has been fun. But yeah. I do think that like we used to get a lot more of like Feeney having really funny like one liner quips towards like Sean and Corey. And I think yes. those have kind of switched more to like Turner. More now. towards Turner. And so right. we miss out on those moments. And all we get to see of Feeney is him being like a stick in the mud, like traditional yeah. teacher who doesn't appreciate um, Turner's like progressive ways of teaching, which isn't as fun right. to see. Um, right. But. So, yeah, he says that, you know, we have to like leave ourselves open to new experiences, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So then... They decide to go to the adventure park. Um, So Corey leaves a note for Eric um, saying that he's like going to do something crazy and wild. He's going to the amusement park with Mr. Feeney. Yes, you heard that right. Mr. Feeney. I loved that. That was funny. Um, So, yeah. So they're at this like adventure park and they're um, about to go on this new roller coaster called the last ride and it's like this crazy dangerous roller coaster where you have to sign a waiver yeah, a catastrophe and- waiver which mm-hmm. i'm just gonna let you all know i work in insurance mm-hmm. and this is complete bullshit like if somebody like legitimately got injured on this ride or killed on this ride 100 percent their families are suing the park and would get money waivers like this isn't always the case but most times waivers are just meant to discourage people from like suing and usually they actually don't hold up in court at all so just an fyi oh. if you ever end up signing a waiver it's really just to like make you think that you wouldn't get any money hold on so if i get very burnt from mcdonald's coffee even though the cup says it's extremely hot can i still sue about being burnt over McDonald's coffee. You could certainly try to. That's not necessarily a waiver. That's them like okay. letting you know. But that whole thing, that woman got legitimately like burnt to a crisp 
Like it wasn't like yeah. she wasn't exaggerating. It wasn't like a little burn. No, it was yeah. like yeesh. did she like spill it on her lap I think and her legs? I think were that's all what fucked. it was. Yeah, and it was like through through. Had to take skin from her ass. Exactly. Had to take skin from her ass. But then the problem yeah. is, it's like oh my lap hurts, and then they take skin from your ass, and you're like oh I can't sit on my ass. Yeah, my butt hurts. <laughs> I know. That was my first thought when I went to the derm, and they said like I had to take skin from like probably my. But to like if they wanted to remove something on my face. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I would just be a butt face. Yeah, my freaking <laughs> like, ass would be on my face. Do I really want to be a butt face? Is it worth yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I Probably have not. plenty of like skin. I have plenty of ass for them to take from. So might as well <laughs> of all the places. Oh, uh, no. But so. Yeah. Remember, so do you remember that line, that what? that whole thing from Sex in the City where I think it was Samantha got like fat from her ass put into her face to make herself look younger? Do you remember? You don't remember that? Hmm. They like. St- I don't. They took stuff out of her butt and put it in her face. I love Sex in the City. That is it doesn't hold um, up as well as you I know. Think. Well, so I've heard. It's really not great. It's yeah, a little sad. But yeah, um, so iconic in its own right. Um, yeah, I'm still. Guess who's my favorite character? Well, yeah, but still. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, hold on. I sorry. That was like I thought a lot of things at the same and you time. Didn't say any of it. Guess okay. who's my favorite character? Well, wait. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like Carrie is my favorite character because I always love picking the main character. Oh my god, every time. Which actually, I I think I have like a hot take for when you eventually ask me to come on community building, and it's gonna piss you off so badly, but it's gonna be a good podcast. If you say you don't moment. like Annie, I will generally be murdered. No, that's not what I was gonna say. Um, okay, like Jeff Langer like is my ha- favorite, even though he's I'm gonna murder you. He's the worst. Anyway, um, yes. So they both signed this or like Feeney's like, do whatever you want with my body. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Isn't it like so? Hold on. Yeah, he he. Um, OK, because they're I cannot think of the American name for Feeney holding that weird thing. The, the candy floss. What's the I can't think candy of the American floss? name. What's the what's its name? Candy floss. It's um candy cotton candy. Cotton candy. I the couldn't candy think floss. of it. Candy floss. That's what the Brits call it. They call it candy floss. They do. I mean, it does kind and of I look cr- like floss. I guess I couldn't think of like the right name for. It. I kept also, thinking candy like, floss. Candy, candy floss. Cotton candy is fucking trash. Oh yeah, it's terrible. It's just sugar. but especially especially that cotton candy. It did not look legit. Mm-hmm. It was like too like. It looked like styrofoam. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah, so, Turner and Not, Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so they signed. No, or like, Feeney's okay with organ donation. Yes. Yes. Then then Eric and Turner come. Yes, and they try to get them, like, to stop. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Let's get out. And then, of course, the ride takes off anyway. And the... The car comes back around. This cart comes back around. And so we start off with Feeney in the back and Corey in the front. And then when they return, Feeney's in the front and Corey's in the back. And where's the physics to this? First of all, it doesn't make any sense because they would have legitimately like died that like I don't know how that even happens that you'd swap. And yeah. I love Feeney's line of I fell forward out of the car. Like the way he says <laughs> car out of the car. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah so i guess like and we get these like really like bogus effects of like them riding the roller coaster like this thing has fire oh it has it's, it's like it's but they don't show any of it because it's like low budget low budge it's very low budge mm-hmm. so right so they switch we do, we don't know the logistics of how this happened we don't know how they survived this but ultimately they're like turner and eric are like we were wrong you guys are like cool and dangerous mm-hmm. and um you're so brave um i like Corey's line of piece piece of cake and they're like, what? And he was like, I threw up a piece of cake. So disgusting. Yeah. And then after that, he's like, oh, I left my shoe in the car. I'm like, as if anybody's yeah. going to want to go find that amongst your vomit in the bottom of the car. Uh, and well, they had barf bags. I know. But how do you even get a barf bag out and like when you're in the middle of a roller coaster? And I really don't know. And this is how and this is also bullshit because Feeny and Corey basically trick Turner and Eric into like getting into the car mm-hmm. and strapping them in. First of all, right. they budged that entire line <laughs> and those people must have been pissed. Second of all, they didn't sign these waivers, these catastrophe nope. waivers. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, I think it's is it Feeny that hits it and he's like, light it up or whatever. I don't know what he says, but mm-hmm. like that candle. Is that what he says? Yeah, something. Yeah, light the something candle. Not a candle. What? And so then they it's end like, up having Feeny, to go why do you have to be from 15... 15- hundreds like come on dude that's just what feeny does so yeah they go they got tricked they got duped yeah. um and then like uh, what's what's his face sean no <laughs> no not sean and then uh feeny and um Corey, Corey high five yeah and that was cute um was cute. i liked this moment for feeny and Corey. like i said like we'll, we'll go into that amy and alan storyline next but i will mm-hmm. say that like i thought the most of the episode, I was like, meh, it's fine. But I really liked the the Feeny Corey stuff at the end. So that kind of made it yeah. worth it. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, so going back a little, we have a like a third as a, a C story, mm-hmm. C story with Amy and Alan. Um, Amy, um. Spent one hundred and thirty dollars on her haircut, which makes Alan mad because. Am I for? Am no, I, I was just going to say that it's two hundred and twenty five dollars nowadays. Oh, you did the I math. Two hundred and twenty five. That's about how much actually I pay for my but, haircut and color. Well, I will say is because here's the mm-hmm. thing. She said she got her hair done. She got a weave, which where like her hair looks no different. Than last episode. Uh, so you're pulling in Alan and saying that it looks like it the looks same. no. Here's the thing. If you're I think I think uh, like two hundred and twenty five dollars is astronomical unless you are getting a cut, a color like you have to get a significant amount done to your hair, in my opinion, to pay that much. If you're paying two hundred and twenty five dollars and your hair looks legitimately exactly the same as it did before you left. Girl, what is you doing? Like it does not look any different to me. I would like the listeners to tell me if two hundred twenty five dollars is too much. If they think it's too much. I think it's too much. That's a lot. Um. Yeah. Uh. So let's think about it this way. Say it's a weave for volume, not for length, obviously. So she has extensions in. For volume. Okay. To get that nice 90s volume. Say it's human hair. 
so you, you buy the human hair and then you have the person install it and then you have to cut and style yeah. it. I, could I see. don't think it's that crazy. No, I could if see it's it. But like, that much. he doesn't seem like the type to be getting like a weave. Well, she has this fancy gallery job now. She's a changed woman. I guess. I just feel like and it is a lot of money. Like, keep in mind, I so I go to like a special hairstylist that like specializes in curly hair. I only get my hair cut like once every six months. I don't do any color, anything like that. I don't pay anywhere near the amount that Amy does. But how much? How much? Uh, I want to say around like 100 or so. But it's 100 every yeah. six months. So. So, yeah. So I um, so I get recently because I switched up in the last year. I get um, balayage. Mm-hmm. So I actually get a half head of balayage, not even a full head of balayage, um, plus a cut, plus like the thing the chop chops mm-hmm. when I raised it the chop chops the blow dry uh and I think it's around two two twenty five how often is that how often do you have to go mm, every three to four months see that's still not even bad because like the way I look at it right like a guy who has short hair probably gets their haircut like once a month and probably spends mm-hmm. like 20 bucks so if you think about once a month, 20 bucks, it's like, well, OK, well, then if I only go every six months, then that's about right for, for how much I pay for mine. OK, yeah, so, that makes sense. I don't disagree with Alan, but I also think, in my opinion, you shouldn't be getting on her case at all. If she wants to spend one hundred and thirty dollars on her hair, it to me, that's mm-hmm. not that's not an amount of money where there has to be a conversation before like your partner spends it. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Yeah. What happens if it's Amy's money? I mean, I guess like oh, they're probably share a, money. They're pro- they're probably a modern like uh they probably share money. They I assume so. Do. But you're right. If it is Amy's money, then he really has no fucking business. Um, right. But to me, so, it sounds like they share money based on like stuff yeah. that happens later. And then Alan has the audacity to be like, go back to Rodique and ask for your money back. Like, in what reality would that work? Never would happen, Alan. Like, I don't know about you, yeah. but that's not how services are rendered. <laughs> no, that is so disrespectful. Yeah. So Alan leaves for his poker game. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back the next morning, he um, apparently got in late. And then he admits that he lost $300 playing poker. Yes. And he's, like, trying to, like, make up to Amy and, like, suck up to her. Like, oh, your hair does look so different. I'm so sorry. But um, this would be $521. That's I mean, that's a lot. I would be mad. I would be furious. I would be mad if my significant other came home and lost that much money from, like, a bro poker game. And also, in my opinion, at least Amy got something out of the money she spent. You're getting mm-hmm. nothing out of losing $300 in a poker game. Like, th- what, what mean, are you getting? You lost your money and you lost your dignity. Exactly. So, and someone made chicken noises at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he felt bullied into this. Mm-hmm. And to make it even worse, Alan didn't tell Amy um, Alan's friend Gordy called and asked Amy if they were on speaking terms. So he also, outed Alan. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you also notice I, that Alan calls Amy Puddin? Puddin. Yeah, I did. Puddin. I love that. Um, Desiree's legacy lives Forever on. Forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So then Amy's like, you know, um, <laughs> so she's like, well, you know, why don't you go ask 
for your buddies to this get This seems more the realistic though because it's your I, friends and it's a friendly yeah. game of poker. But I'm also not someone who like gambles with my friends, so I don't yeah. really know. And then he was like, "No way. Well, actually, we do have a $20 bet going on." Fair, but that's twenty dollars. That's not three hundred. Yeah. And we're not playing poker. Well, I wanted it to be fifty. Yeah, and, and you I said don't no. bet that much money. You whittled me down from fifty dollars to twenty. Exactly. It was bullshit. We don't need. She doesn't like to bet. You're not allowed to she say doesn't. what the bet is, though, because that could no, affect I'm not. the outcome. No, no, of the no. Bet. no. Mm-mm. Everyone's no. going to be wondering no. what's the bet. Eventually, we'll tell you guys about the Eventually bet. Eventually, you'll find I out. I tried to get 50 bucks mm-hmm. on this wager. She said no. She does not like to gamble. I'm not a gambler, people. No. Um, no. So she whittled me down to 20. Yes. But yeah, so she, but this interaction was kind of cute. She was, because they teased each other. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what'd you get out of the situation? And she's, he's like a shirt that smells like, uh, she's like a shirt that smells like smoke. And he's like, well, you got like a hair that looks exactly the same as it did before. I mean, I thought this was funny. Fair points on both ends. <laughs> Fair, fair points. <laughs> but so now yes. we're at the end of the episode, the after commercial scene. Yes. Um, we have a poker game rematch. Rodit came over, <laughs> Amy's hairstylist, to try to win money. He's pretending like he's a newbie. Obviously, he yeah. knows oh, he's a how to play. I love he's playing the magenta stupid. or the blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan's really over Rodique. Yes. Um, Rodique even does the chicken noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't mention this before, but we got like a fake Elvis in this episode, too. And he even I, comes back. It was like... Again, I just felt like they were just throwing shit at the wall to see what stuck. <laughs> like, oh, we don't know what to do with this episode. Throw in a fucking fake Elvis. Have him yeah, walk in. Literally everybody fine. will walk into the Matthews residence at any point in time. Even next episode. Yeah. Fucking Robin Leach is around. Throw him <sighs> in. Elvis open, Presley. Open door policy at the Matthews residence. Yeah. Oh, Harley, um, throw him in. He's allowed. It's like every person yeah. is coming to the Matthews residence to visit. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Elvis lends uh, Alan some muns. Yes, he needs it. I thought this was a fun episode. I liked it. I think it's fine. I think that without the Corey Feeney interaction at the um, at the mm-hmm. roller coaster, I think it's more of a meh episode. Without that memorable mm-hmm. moment, I think it's very mm-hmm. meh for me. Because right. I just felt like. I like the Amy Allen argument with the trash compactor more than I liked this one. Like, it just kind of felt, like, thrown in last minute, I guess. I guess. I guess. I enjoyed it. I think it's a somehow a classic, but I can't really tell why it's a classic. But, like, like I said before, like, even I was telling, like, Drew asked me what we were covering. And I was like, oh, like, we're covering the episode where Feeney and Corey go on the roller coaster. And it's, like, an episode that he remembers, even though he's not, like, a huge fan. Yeah. So I, uh, people remember it. Yeah, Goodness I think it's knows why. because of that moment. Like, I think if you take out the roller coaster, yeah. I don't think people remember it because that's just, like, the funniest Maybe. moment. Um, <laughs> that's like three quarters of the episode. No, that's the very end. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Whatever. But yeah, the next episode is episode 19 on the air. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not on the air? It's not episode 19. Oh, I meant to say 17. I literally looked 17. at the number 17 and I said 19. I think my brain is broken. <laughs> I need to go to a hospital. <laughs> it's in, it's, it, I mean, it's aired on February 10th, 1995. You will always find a way to sneak in that mother effing air date every time, every time. What are you As if do? I mistook episode nine, <laughs> episode seventeen for nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety five. We get the this episode honestly kind of pissed me off, and I'll explain why. Oh. Okay, because we start off, we're in a radio room, and Feeney and Alvin have a radio show. Mm-hmm. Why did we get rid of Minkus? If we're just going to bring know. in Alvin as this mini Minkus, yeah. who's not even as good as Minkus, why did we get it's rid of true. Minkus? It's it true. It's true. It's true. It's like they regretted getting rid of Minkus. You can tell that they regretted getting rid of Minkus. And here's the thing. Alvin is Minkus, but with no personality. Oh, it's so true. That is so true. And it pisses it me is. off so much. Justice for Minkus. Alvin sucks. And not only that... But you think that Minkus would let Sean and Corey bully him into like hooking up the system? Absolutely not. Nuh-uh. No mm-hmm. way. No. It's kind of crazy because I it's like Alvin is in season two probably as much as Minkus is in season one. And I've never remembered Alvin no. in my existence. No. Never. You could have shown he me a lineup of people out. and I never would have picked up. I wouldn't have remembered him. Didn't remember the name. And the fact that it's like. We all remember Minkus. We yep. all love Minkus. And Alvin is such like a is really like in nearly every single episode. He's in more episodes in season two than Topanga is in season yeah. two. Yeah. So why did you get rid of Minkus? It's infuriating. What was the point? It's honestly infuriating. I do. I, I Yeah. It's really confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah Feeney's pissing feel, everybody off because he's playing Michael oh, Bolton yeah. and Perry Como. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, this is apparently, like, Patriot Radio hasn't been on air for 10 years. They, like, just set up the system again. Um, I like Sean, like, trying to saw the wires with, like, a plastic spoon. Yeah, they were so Um, tired of listening to Feeney talk that they were trying to get rid of it. And I love Turner coming in being like, if you don't like it, why don't you guys do the radio show? Yeah, um, yeah. He's kind of comforted to regret that decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, you know, he wants the boys to get involved in something that they're passionate in because he's a good teacher. Yeah. So he convinces um, them to give it a go. Corey has to do a little bit of convincing to Sean, but he's like, it's really easy. All you have to do is talk. All you have to do is press a button, which... Um, it's pretty much true. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's honestly, it's not really that much different than podcasting, except they're live, I guess. <laughs> it's truly not that different. Yes. And um, like we said, Leo's love to talk. So sounds great mm-hmm. for Corey. Yeah. So Corey has, says that he's a radio voice and Sean has a radio face. Yes. 
perfect. Um, perfect, perfect combination. So Turner says that he'll talk to Feeney for them. Corey is excited. Um, and then we go back home. And I don't know about what's going on with Eric this episode. I I I feel like the writers got the sillies in the, these two episodes. No, what happened was they had Robin Leach on like the lot next door, and they're like, "Let's yes. write a script that involves Robin mm-hmm. Leach so that we can involve him." Yeah, we already know Eric's dumb. So, oh, and also, like, did I miss the part where Eric quit the job at the grocery store? I know he quit, and then he Maybe got he his never job got back. rehired. No, remember he had to get back as a bagger. Because, like, he, yeah. he was, like, a stalker or something. And then because he quit because he wanted to model, he got his job back. But he was going to be a bagger instead. But right. apparently now, we completely dropped that storyline. And he doesn't have yeah. a job at all. And he's still getting an allowance. You are, like, 16 years old. Get a fucking job. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I know. I know. He, he really does need a job. I bet he quit. Again, I don't know. Something happened, and now he's like begging his parents for money because he spent it all on girls, and he's so yeah, stupid. Blew it on babes, on as babes. Morgan said. Morgan is Morgan got her in this season. Her one. Morgan got her one line per three episodes. And am I mad about it? Is, no, I'm not. I mean, I think this is the most invisible we're going to see Morgan for the entire series, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, because is it next season so. that they put her? That's the new girl. The new girl. Yeah. So that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? She's there. Yeah. She's around. So, yeah, he he says that he has no idea. Um, Alan has no idea how much money it takes to take out a pretty girl, which offends Amy. But she's been wearing the same circus uh, conductor um, uh, vest for the last like five episodes. So yeah. can you blame her? Well, she's pissed because Eric didn't notice her fucking weave that she got in the last episode. So <laughs> we weave. Uh, so such a bizarre word too. I know. You know? It's like um, ex- usually it's like extensions, not a whole. Like yeah. a weave to me is like goes on the top of your the head. Whole thing. Like so. Uh, so yeah, now he Eric has signed up for. Um, he sees like this like piece of mail, and he I don't know it's some sort it's of like junk mail. Like you're a winner. It's like those pop up yeah. ads, except in mail form. Yeah. So like I guess you sign up for magazines, and then you're put into some sort of like system where you could get Robin Leach to come and give you a big check. And the more magazines you sign up for, the more entries you are entered into this contest. Right. So he signs up for like every single fucking magazine, like 26 magazines. Um, yes. Ridiculous. Yes. Who needs that many yeah. magazines even in the 90s? No, I nobody needs that many that many magazines. So and and like Amy and Alan are like really like honing in of like calling him a dummy in this episode, which like they've never done before. Like, of course, we see people calling him dumb in the future, but like we've never like landed on like our kid is a dummy until now. Usually it's more like they try to guide him in the right direction by being like, you know, Eric, maybe you shouldn't be spending that much money on modeling photos and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But this was very explicitly like 
oh my god there's no hope eric is such a fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> and not for nothing if a kid is told that they're dumb and useless from an early age then they're gonna grow up thinking they're dumb and useless so if anyone wants to blame anybody for eric turning into a fucking moron then blame amy and alan because they're the ones that told them that he was stupid so eric grew up thinking he was dumb so i blame them that's fair they ruined him yeah yeah i mean yeah um, he's an idiot but i, t- I don't i don't blame um, them necessarily yeah. for thinking he's stupid for doing this because it's like yeah this isn't this isn't right so cut back to the next day of school Corey and sean get their opportunity to have a radio show they are interviewing a student council member sarah about the cancellation of the ninth grade school dance due to running out of money Corey wants the scoop, but the scoop is, is that there is no scoop. They're just going to have a bake sale to try to raise funds. Yeah, it's very boring. I mean, credit to Corey for trying to stay on topic, but the topic is so fucking boring that no, and nobody cares about it that like Sean literally falls asleep while talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's embarrassed that he's like associated with this. This is like definitely ruining his school vibes. Yeah. And like Sean and Corey end up with like the first ever like hotline for like dating advice (laughs) because. Yeah. This guy Spencer calls in and he asks Sarah if she's still dating Joey. She's like, oh, we broke up last week. Then he asks her out. Everybody cheers. And now they have like a bunch of girls trying to come in and get dates with guys over the radio. Yeah. And they they call it radio. Yeah, I was going to say, I really like the radio like show name Lunchtime Lust. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was good uh, alliteration. Is that what it is? Alliteration. I think that, like, I I definitely appreciated, like, them being able to adjust on the fly. I think, obviously, Mm -hmm. they went a bit too, like, PG-13 rated for, like, Feeny's liking. But I feel like they could have found a happy medium of, like, okay, let's get through the bake sale situation. And then we can talk about more, like, pop culture-y things. Yeah, But they just went way too far off the deep end for for Feeny to ever agree with. Well, yeah, this girl, Jasmine Fontana, who is probably a senior, is like about to kiss this little seventh grader. Yeah. It's like a little scandy, if you ask me. Yeah, it was a lot. And of course, Feeny overhears everything. And then, of course, Feeny's face is right there when Corey opens his eyes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then Ludwig has to take over his German. His German hour has to, you know, start early. And Corey and Sean lose their show. What? Lunchtime with Ludwig. Uh, And the thing is, is we don't need that. We talked about this at the top of the podcast. He doesn't need to be wearing lederhosen for us to realize he's a foreign exchange student. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if if anybody out there is like German or Swedish and wants to let us know. Do people actually wear lederhosen that often? Please let us know. I don't think it does happen very often. Um. And uh, yeah, so again, I guess Ludwig's going to take over and everyone is like cheering for Corey and Sean and Feeney obviously fires them from their uh, their radio show. It's a it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, So but like the whole school's clapping for them. They're like really, really hyped about lunchtime lust. Mm -hmm. So um, so they have to figure out how to get back on air. 
And the next day in school, we are having Feeney teach them about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So then they get on their high horse about the First Amendment and freedom of speech. Nobody understands the First Amendment. It is like the biggest problem I have. Literally, people out in the world in general are always like, oh, I could say anything I fucking want because freedom of speech, freedom of speech. It's like that is not what that is, actually. And Sean is just like everybody else. He doesn't understand what freedom of speech means. And he's like, Feeney says one thing and does another. He's a hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That also cracks me I up. I know. Um, I know. That was funny, too. I like how Sean was like kept messing up names and words. Yes. Um, so yeah, they, then we get Jasmine saying like, when are you going to come on the show or like, when are you going to do the show again? So they have to figure it out. So then they go to Turner, ask for help. They want a second chance. Um, you know, Sean says he's totally ignoring the first commandment. Um, and then (laughs) Sean, he's all mixed. Yeah. Turner's like, you have to promise me you'll stay away. From the mic while I talk to Feeney. Yeah. And they basically promise. But then they basically are like, but Feeney's never going to change his mind. It's it's a, you know, it's a fruitless endeavor. Let's just get Alvin instead and basically, I don't know, blackmail him, bully him into hooking up the equipment. I don't even think that Alvin needed much, though. Alvin didn't give a shit. He has no character. He has no No, Alvin's like, okay. It's that is so frustrating. Yeah. They would have had to drag Minkus. Like, Minkus would have, like, dug his heels. They would have tied him up. Didn't they tie him up in an episode? Um, I don't know. Well, they tied Ludwig up, which honestly, that is a suspendable offense, in my opinion. Yeah. You don't you don't tie up other kids. Fair. Yeah. They got lucky with only a month's detention after all is said and done. Oh, absolutely. That was them going soft. So um, back to the Eric storyline. Eric got all his magazines. He like came up with like a theory that if he buys like a magazine for every letter of the alphabet then he can be a winner so i don't I, like c was for chess it was called chester magazine for men named for, chester um for P- men named chester and i don't this know this storyline was just dumb it honestly felt it like a, a way to get silly. robin leach yeah. on the show i i agree with you so whatever i mean at least we got eric thinking strategically yeah he is somewhat Getting ready to go on Big Brother. Um, <laughs> God, he would not survive a day. Needs to get his strategy. So now we have Turner talking to Feeney and trying to ask for a second chance with his supervision. Um, and then we have like this spicy moment of like maybe Feeney knew or got with Turner's aunt, Ruthie Turner. Yes. I was like, right. woo. Interesting, interesting. Wish we knew more, but we don't. I know. Why don't we get that spicy background story? So, um, yes. So now we find out Corey and Sean are sneaking back on the air. Like very ridiculous. They're basically just playing loud music and telling everybody to dance. They tied up Ludwig in the like basically the radio room. They're hidden. To me, it's ridiculous. Like, they're going to get caught. And very quickly, even if Sean hadn't given away Mm -hmm. their location, it's only a matter of time before they check all of the rooms. There's, yeah, exactly. There's only so many rooms. I mean, I know the school is supposed to be huge, 400 students per grade, which means that there's roughly 1,200 kids in the school. But, I I mean, still, 
eventually they'll be found. But, you know, they're playing all over the intercoms, like music. This is a dance party. And everybody just starts dancing in the hallways. (laughs) Sure. Would never happen. Would never, ever, 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 ever happen. So, um, so then eventually they're caught uh, by Feeney and they're in big trouble. Feeney brings the boys to Mr. Turner where, um, you know, Feeney's like basically like, this is your responsibility. You said that you would supervise them and take care of this. Like, so Turner is basically like, you know, bros, we had a deal like. This is, like, not cool. Yeah, the First Amendment Um, doesn't give them the right to turn the school into a rave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have responsibilities to the school. You had responsibilities to me. Um, It's just, like, not right. So um, Turner asked them why they did this. And, like, as they start to answer, he also turns on the the switch so that it's playing through the intercom nowadays i don't think that this would be as accepted i feel like if they were saying something in confidence to a teacher to like air it to the rest of the school is kind of scummy mm-hmm. he's lucky they didn't say anything like too too deep too you know anything yeah totally yeah. um so they were saying like you know we're just trying to find our place like everyone seems to know like what they're doing and what they're interested in and where they belong but like we don't feel that way and like we just like we feel like we're getting lost in the shuffle and then Turner's like I feel like everybody feels that way and like no one but like no one and Sean's like well no one talks about it and he's and then Turner's like well we're look at this we're getting so many calls like there's people that feel this way so the first call was um, Feeney, and he's giving praise um, at Turner's, you know, unusual teaching method for, for once. once. Yeah. For once, giving him some credit, and then asks about um, punishment. And I liked this uh, part. That <laughs> settles on, um, you know, like he says a week, and Feeney's like, I, I can't hear you. Yeah, what I can't was quite that? hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they settle on a month. Uh, next up is Eric and Lock him uh, up Eric. Throw calls. away the key. <laughs> so um, it didn't even sound like Eric. No, but whatever. And then the, in comes Ludwig with his freaking ambassador dad or whatever, and he's gonna yeah. like, beat them up. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, that's like Corey and Sean's storyline. Yeah, it ends basically with like them. I guess. I guess they're going to have a radio show after their month's detention if Feeney trusts them. I don't really know. I don't know. I think that they need, I think this was like with so many like little things that they did this season of like rebelling again in school yeah. and like doing all the shit. Like, I feel like they've had a detention every single day they're of school this year. Detention. They shouldn't be allowed always to be on detention. the radio because they're always in detention. I honestly think that this should have gotten them suspended because tying especially for tying up another kid. Basically holding out um, hostage. Yeah, I think that this deserved probably a at least a week or two of suspension and a serious talking Maybe to Feeney's about their behavior. Saturday detention. Oh God. How about that? Breakfast club. Here yeah. we come. Yeah. We need a breakfast club uh, episode of this as well. <laughs> so the after, uh, after the end, scene. end scene. Yeah. I keep thinking, I know, after- don't call it after credits. <laughs> don't call, don't it, call after it after credits. credits. 
It's not after credits. It's not after yeah. credits. This is where you finally um, see Robin Leach arrive. But of course, he's there yeah. to give the check to the neighbor. Yes. Yes. So um, so what a bummer. He did come not for not for Eric. Nope. What a what a disappointment. We do have um a little bit of a tie-in to Girl Meets oh, World, God. but it's not really a tie-in. Okay. It's not really a tie-in. It's more of like an Easter egg. Okay. So um in Girl Meets World, Girl Meets Mr. Squirrels, which is the episode after Girl Meets Pluto, which is what we talked about with um, Cody okay, okay. last week. Yep. So it's the episode right after. So number one, in Girl Meets Pluto, we also had another scene from this episode um, from On the Air with the pointing. Remember the pointing? Yes. So that was in Girl Meets Pluto, um, the pointing. Um, but so um, in this, at the very end, there's a little bit of an Easter egg because um, basically, like, at this point, Eric just got elected as mayor of this, like, town in upstate New York. And um, at the very end, during the credit scene or post-commercial scene or end scene, whatever it is, um, the... So, like, basically, the senator of New York had a big scandal, and they're looking for people that are such bad candidates that the scandalous senator could still win up against a bad candidate. Okay. So they're looking through photos, and they see a picture of Eric, and he looks ridiculous. And you're like, oh, I can win against this guy. Right. And the senator says, looky here, Chester, which um, oh, Chester. is a, like, Easter egg about Chester magazine. Wow, you'd really have to be a big fan to remember that. Good God. I know. I know. So thank you, IMDb, for helping me out. I think that if I was watching Girl Meets World, that's not something that no, I would have caught. I don't think anybody would remember at that. All. Yeah. No. So, um, but I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there. Like somebody figured it out. So. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. So that's it. There's no clips. Uh, the episode itself was pretty much the worst uh, Girl Meets World episode that I've seen. It yeah. was terrible. Basically, what happened was Maya and Riley were in a fight. And the reason why they're in a fight was because Lucas, the quote unquote cute boy, called Maya short and Riley didn't defend Maya when Maya always defends Riley. Short isn't an insult. Apparently, Tamaya was. That is stupid. So they were in a fight the entire time. And they were like, and Corey is like, there's only one person that can help us mediate this war between friends. And I guess this is a callback between like, remember, there was like a huge fight with like Rachel and Jack and like Sean. Like, remember, there was like this huge like kerfuckle Kerfunkle. Kerfuckle. Kerfuckle. It's kerfuckle. Kerfuckle? It's kerfuckle. Okay, so we went from kerfuckle to kerfunkle to kerfuckle. Okay. This huge thing went in college. Like, people were fighting. I think that, like, I think that Eric was mediating it. So they brought in Eric to mediate this fight. Oh, I remember it was the, Eric literally, mediating that. Yeah. It was literally the worst Girl Meets World episode that ridiculous. I've seen. I cannot believe you watched this. Oh my God. What am I gonna like what am I gonna do? I don't know. Not I, I gotta do it. I gotta report the Find news. You won't no do one it for cares Dawson's about Creek. this news though. People care. People care. Who cares? 
somebody out there. Somebody out there cares. Somebody cares. Anyway, um, um, <laughs> I would say of these two episodes of, of 16 yeah. and 17, Danger Boy and On the Air, I preferred Danger yeah. Boy, but I still I don't even too. think it is like near the top of my list <laughs> as good episodes. Oh, no. I think they were both oh, very no. met, in my opinion. I just didn't have very strong yeah. vibes about them. Yeah, so we do have um, an email from Cody. Oh, good. Who, one, once again, Cody, like, thank you so much for coming on oh, last week. We had such a good time. Um, it was a, really a pleasure to have you on. So uh, his question is in regards to episode 17 on the air. What advice would you give Sean and Corey for being on the radio? Do they have a career in podcasting? Also, is the red third uh, three-quarter uh, zip sweater so timeless that Corey wore it twice in three weeks? <laughs> I did weeks. notice that he was wearing it. That's so he funny. He was wearing it again. Um, so first of all, yes, it's that timeless. It will always yes. be timeless. So keep on wearing those three-quarter zip <laughs> red sweaters. Keep on doing yeah. it. I would say that Corey definitely has more of a future in podcasting than Sean does because Sean, like, fell asleep. And I felt like Corey <laughs> was always at least trying to, like, make something exciting happen and, like, move the topic along long so I thought that Corey did a good job Corey had some journalistic prowess in yes. this episode kind of like a Sarah Koenig a la cereal <laughs> he was trying to crack the case where's the cereal music uh, oh my god what is Corey doing is he even is, it, is he even a radio host or is there something nefarious going on yeah yeah he's like what happened to the bake sale is there an embezzlement? Are you able to um, tell me the cost profit profit margin of a cupcake? Maybe it's just a cupcake. Or maybe it's just going to find out next time on Corey's, Corey's cereal. cereal. Yeah, Corey's cereal. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done cereal music in so long. Oh, oh gosh. So um. Do they have a career in podcasting? I, I mean, to be honest with you, I got to tell you, any Joe Schmo off the street if we can, can do have it, a career. So can you? <laughs> if we can do it, so can you for sure. You can get a decent mic for $100 and mm-hmm. a computer. Although that one review that I saw on a podcast long, long time ago that um, that said you you two people don't have a voice for podcasting still rings in my ear. Not us. Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) No, no, no. I saw in a review on another podcast that they said, you don't have a voice for podcasting. I mean, I don't, I don't have like a sultry voice. So I don't know that I have a voice for podcasting either, but if you do it long enough, someone's bound to listen. (laughs) Sure. Uh, the advice that I would give to Corey and Sean for being on the radio, I think that Jess was heading towards the right direction. Um, it's all about compromise. You're always going to have like the higher ups telling you like what you need to discuss. Mm-hmm. So follow the rules. And then if you are shown to be a loyal person that listens to direction, then you'll have some more creative input later right on. i think you talk about the big yeah. sale and then you shift topics to something that like the students would enjoy and i think that that's an easy easy compromise they could have made but they just wanted to go all out with fucking lusty lunchtime or whatever lunchtime mm. lust <laughs> lunchtime, lunchtime lust. lust so so thank you cody for everything mm-hmm. truly 
Um, fashion hour. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. Um, our first award is the Rachel Green Award for the most nineties outfit. Um, first up, I have the reporter reporting on the last ride roller coaster at Adventure Park. Um, this is such like a late 80s slash 90s business suit. So it's like this like monochromatic business suit with a skirt. Um, but it's like a puplum top with like a higher collared neck and even the buttons are monochromatic. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman reporter has like this little bob of a haircut with bangs and um, some gold earrings. Did you like did this uh, outfit stand out to you? I mean, it definitely did. Beyond the fact that it's like a very bright color. Um, the, obviously, the shoulder pads make it stand out as well. I don't yes, know. Of course. I much prefer a Gale uh, pants skirt suit that we've seen in Dawson's Creek to this one. Yeah. I've just never I don't like it's nothing to do with like anybody's body type or the shape or anything. It's just specifically I don't really like a peplum top. I think that they mm. just look odd on everybody. Like I've never yeah, seen peplum. someone pull it off in a way that I'm like, oh that yeah. looks great. <laughs> yeah, Peplum came back in style in around like 20, 2009, 2010. Yeah. And it was here for a little bit, but it went away. I'm happy it's gone again, honestly, because I don't yeah. need that in my life. Yeah. Next up, we have Lori or Mina Subari, um, the cousin of Eric State Kim from episode 16 as well. And she is wearing like such quite a getup. <laughs> Quite a get up. I saw so this and I was she like, has, "What the fuck did she get dressed in the dark?" <laughs> and this is supposed to be like cool New York fashion. Mm. So um, she's wearing a, I think it's a bodysuit, a pink polka dotted bodysuit with a green crop top that is three quarter length. So the bodysuit is long sleeve. The uh, green shirt is three quarters, so you can see multiple layers. Um, She is wearing some jeans that I think have, like, paint on them. That, like, you know how, like, it used to be in fashion that, like, you would have, like, art on your jeans? I do see, like, definitely, like, pink on the pockets, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like there's like some sort of like side stripe. She's wearing some sort of a belt. There might be a brooch situation or she has a ketchup stain on her shirt. I'm <laughs> honestly not sure. Who is um, to know? Because it does look awfully like ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, like she has like her hair parted in the middle, but it's like floofy 90s hair so it's like she has like a double flip yeah it's 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 very like jen season one dawson's creek um looking to me like kind of like floofs out at the end yeah yeah so i can't this outfit is so ugly like it is (laughs) i feel like i would have liked it if she just didn't have the green top like to me that like really just like what it's almost like she couldn't decide what to wear so she wore both it's like it's that gift why not both like that's what she decided she woke up and she chose chaos with this outfit and like (laughs) yeah i love polka dots don't get me wrong but this lime green color i have a hard time thinking of somebody that this would flatter it's just really ugly because it's not quite neon but it's not quite pastel and it's like pick a lane i i don't know i don't like it 
It is uh, quite a sight. Quite a sight. Mm-hmm. Um. Lastly, we have Sean in episode 17 on the air, and this is one of his radio looks. Um, so he is wearing a graphic tee, a graphic white tee underneath a um, some sort of tribal jacket slash button down shirt. It has like those like little, he loves like an Aztec tribal pattern. Yeah. Um. His hair is like per- perfectly mushroomy and it's getting long again. Black pants, black shoes, it's totally more of like the grungy Sean um, that we are seeing more and more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind this outfit. I'm not a huge fan of the, the like tribal shirts he tends to wear, but I do think it is pretty 90s. The band like grungy T-shirt confuses me because it almost looks like a crucifixion. Um, oh, which is like concerning. I don't know what shirt it is, but I do love the like black jean with like a black boot look that he rocks a lot of the time. Um, right. For me, I don't feel like very strongly about any of these. And for that reason, I'm going to give it to Sean just because I feel like I do think that that while I think that the reporter ladies outfit is very 90s, I prefer the way Sean's looks. And I also think it's 90s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Sean. Yep. Next up, we have the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. So we have Mr. Feeney in his green vest that he was so like, you just look at me about my green vest, my green vest, my green vest. So he is wearing his green vest, but he's also wearing a very nice suit. Um, a gray suit that he looks very dapper in this green vest, a nice brown tie. He's rocking the principal chic, the grandpa chic. Um, I think that he looks like very tidy. Yeah, I think this is kind of like Feeney's typical look. I don't mind a green sweater vest. I feel like he'd be hot under all those layers, though. Like he has a it's suit winter jacket. I know, but in a school, they have to have the heat up. Like they have not enough mm. money to heat school. Definitely not. I don't know. It looks he looks nice, though. It's a nice outfit for Feeney. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think that the green that he chose, that's like a very pretty like evergreen green. Yeah, it's and a nice goes green. Well it's like a muted com- green. Yeah, it goes well with his complexion, mm-hmm. I feel. Next up, we have um, a suspicious outfit because Corey is wearing an Eagles jersey. But why would he wear an Eagles jersey if he's from Philadelphia, <laughs> Jess? <laughs> that was an excellent callback to anybody who listened yeah. to the podcast that we had Chappelle on. Ridiculous. So, okay. So, yes, we have learned that Eagles I knew football you didn't know took place in Philadelphia. So he's wearing an Eagles uh, jersey, number twelve, whoever that is. I mean, if I was a good podcaster, maybe I would look up who was number twelve in nineteen ninety five. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about football. It's fine. It's a jersey. It's big. It's baggy, as all jerseys are. It looks okay. It's timeless, I would say, because it's a jersey. <laughs> People still wear them. It is not the expensive kind, I will say. It is not the kind that is embroidered on. How can you? What do you mean? How can you tell? Uh, so jerseys, there are two different types of jerseys. You can get cheap ones that are just like screen mm-hmm. printed on, or there mm-hmm. are ones that are like hand, like the, the numbers are oh. stitched. So if you mm-hmm. wash the one he's wearing enough times, the numbers will fade. Whereas right. the other ones are embroidered. 
Um, so number 12 is Randall Cunningham, who was a quarterback in 1995 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. So fascinating stunning. information. I hope you all appreciate that Sarah looked that up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So last up, we have a Mr. Turner look. Mr. Turner yes. is wearing a blue, a like a dark blue or like not navy, but a dark blue pinstripe button down shirt. He is wearing a red tie. Um, actually, it was not pinstripe. It's some sort of like. Paisley Box. type of hexagonal thing. Oh, well, that's his tie. His shirt's not pinstripe. Oh, oh. It's there's some sort of box detailing. I apologize, but um, a medium wash jean, a very nice jean. I did get a, a, a peek of his backside, and uh, as always, looks up to standard. Um, and a belt. So, and I and please ignore his hair. There's nothing I can do about it. No, it's you can't like we've discussed this before. Like Amy has the same issue. It looks super 90s no matter what, even if she tells me she got a freaking weave. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one to Feeney. I agree with you. I think the sweater vest actually is a really nice touch to this ensemble. And I don't really care about sports. So I'd rather reward Feeney's <laughs> dapper look than Corey's football jersey. Yay. Oh, my God. We finally you finally gave one to Feeney. I've been trying for so long <laughs> to shove Feeney in there. Well, Feeney gets it. Congratulations. Beanie. Yay. You won the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timeless list this week. Yay. Okay. Congratulations, Feeny. He did it. Um, I I mean, I thought that these were fine episodes. Like, I'm going to have to, you know, really start thinking about my rankings for the end of the season because um, like it, we're getting close. And like, like, again, I feel as though that. There were more standouts in season one as like, this is a good episode. You know? I agree. I think to me, it might be more obvious when I go back and look as to like which yeah. ones I remember. Like the most memorable to me are the ones with like Desiree and TK because they're very memorable characters. Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean yep. they're the best episodes, though. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, we're have we, to think about we it. We only have uh, we have let me see one, two, three, four more podcasts until our season two recap. Okay, so like we'll explain that because so for the next two um, episodes, we're still doing our two episode format. Right. And then we're going to stop down and do single episodes for episodes 23 and 24 of season two. No, 22 and 23. Tw- sorry, 22 and 23 right. of season two because they're heavier topics. They're more related to Sean and right. his family life yeah. and we want to stop down take care of it properly I also like the fact like last episode of the season let's stop down exactly and then we'll yeah. have yes exactly and then we'll and then have our, recap. Our, um, our season wrap up like we usually do um, yes. so all exciting stuff to look forward to for sure um, most especially because next week we have a guest coming on very exciting um, we, we, you, you may know, I know we, we might have talked about it when she was on community building, but Asia's coming on to talk Boy Meets World with us. And I'm really, really excited for it. We love having Yay. guests on. Yay. Uh, so that'll be 18 and 19 next week. Episodes mm-hmm. 18 and 19. 
Yeah, so tune into that. Um, if you have not listened to our Boy Meets World astrology podcast with um, the guys Chance and Cameron from Boy Meets World Fever, um, please look into that. We did. Um, we discussed astrology at like a basic 101 level and then sorted the Boy Meets World characters into astrological signs. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Definitely check that out. Um And then we have some really exciting bonus content coming for June. Oh, May. (laughs) No, you're doing it. I was saying April and it was April already. And now you're saying June trying to skip a month. Yes. (laughs) So for May, it's the theme. We have a theme. The the theme is uh, Baseball May, which is not a good hashtag. (laughs) No, but it is like the start of baseball season. Like baseball has already, I think, started. But, like, yeah. we're now in the thick of baseball season, so it makes sense. And yeah, everybody knows we're huge sports fans, so naturally huge. we would need to talk sports. Huge sports so fans. We have so we two exciting podcasts scheduled for Baseball May, as well as another bonus podcast that doesn't have anything to do with baseball, but we're going to slot it into next month we're just anyway. throw it in there. Kind of throw it in to spice things up. Yeah. But first yeah. up so, on the docket is, Sarah, what is it? Oh, we're going to do the big reveal? Well, yeah, because we're recording it soon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so we are doing um, a league of their own with Grace Leader. Very of exciting. Of the Hold Up podcast. Yes. You may know her if you listen to RHAP or Post Show Recaps. She's obviously around those parts as well. We love Grace. I'm so excited to have Grace on to talk about this movie. And obviously Sarah's excited because mm-hmm. it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, my my boyfriend, Tom Hanks. (laughs) I get to see him again. It's been a little bit, but I'm excited to see my boyfriend again. Yes, and we have another baseball podcast coming up. We'll leave that one a little mystery for now. You guys all will recognize the guest when we bring that person on, and you definitely should know the movie we're going to be talking about. Um, So all of that is coming up for the month of May here on Shit 90 Mm -hmm. Shows Taught Me. Get excited. Get pumped. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. Follow along with us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can always email us and send us in feedback at Shit 90s Pod at gmail.com. Also, we have one other thing to plug now that I think about it. We do. So we are going to be on our HAP um, we're going to go on their reality rewind, mm-hmm. and uh, that is with Rob Sesternino, of course, of Rob has a podcast, <laughs> and Chappelle, our friend who's been on here, our two time two time guest, yes. our first and only two time guest, and we are going to be covering Blind Date, which is a '90s reality show that so is trashy, so amazing, <laughs> so trashy, so messy. So that is probably going to come out. I believe it's Friday. Um, on Friday. So Friday the thirtieth. The thirtieth. Yes. Wow. So get pumped. We have a lot of stuff coming up. So everybody get excited. Busy. Uh, follow us at Shit Nineties Pod to keep up to date on all our scheduling stuff because we'll have question threads we're posting and obviously clips mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff to to get excited mm-hmm. about. So yep, super yep. awesome. Yepers. All right. Tune in at Community Building. Check her out. Oh, yes. Community Building at Post Show Recaps. We are still trucking along there. Um, And obviously Dawson's Creek as well. You you know what we're doing, guys. You you already know. You've been here. You're not new. If you are new, hi, welcome. Nice to see you. 
hear you. Whatever. Talk to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of those burps. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. I think that's all we have today. Have a good day. Make sure. <laughs> Make sure you get your vaccine. Make sure you stay warm. Make sure you brush still. your teeth. <laughs> Go to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> <laughs> get your blood tested once a year what? make sure that all your levels are good take your vitamins don't you forget to take your vitamins oh god jeez <laughs> all right have a good one everybody bye, bye. Shows taught me. sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.